This is Kite, the underground writing audio zine. We're recording this today at the Community Justice Center in Skagit Valley. I'm on my way in to work with the, the women's population here. This is Suzanne Antonetta, and I'm here today to read some poems, many of them from people I've worked with and certainly some from people I haven't worked with, but poems that have moved me and touched me and that I feel would move and touch and educate others. So I have uh, published these poems in the journal I edit, the Bellingham Review, which is a great journal, and between our online and print issues, we get about 15,000 readers, so uh, I'm really excited to present these to those readers and maybe do a little education on the problem we have here of, of so much incarceration and um, so little help getting people out of the system. So here is work. I'm going to introduce some of these poems um, from various facilities where underground writing uh, brings our teachers. These were from issue 75 of the Bellingham Review, which I serve as editor of, and I just love this work so much, I really wanted to present some of it for my readers. It's, it's an online issue, so you can find it, issue 75, Bellingham Review. The first one I'm going to read is a student I worked with who was in the juvenile facility. And I had brought in a poem called uh, Iron Moon, which just kind of repeats, repeats, repeats what this man has had to swallow. He uh, was one of the workers in that Foxconn factory in China, which actually had the workers locked in. And it was really exciting to see how my group was able to respond to this situation of people from such a different place in a different context. This is called I Swallowed, and the author wanted to be known as C. I have to swallow the time they're going to try to give me and more. And if I don't try to swallow, they will force it down my throat. I have to swallow my family seeing me in an orange jumpsuit. I have to swallow my responsibilities at a young age. No messing around, no horseplay. I have to swallow staring at white walls hours on end. If I have to swallow one more thing, I think I'm going to double over and puke. If dreams die, I'll feel like the Titanic sinking in all my troubles. The last thing people will see are air bubbles. And I named this section of the Bellingham Review with the words from this poem, White Walls. Second poem I want to read was uh, based on an ode. Uh, the students were told to write an ode to something in their lives, but they had read Ode to My Socks by Pablo Neruda. And so the ode was kind of addressed to things that uh, were not necessarily things you'd, you'd automatically think of as important. And... An Ode is a Celebration. An Ode to Her Rape Whistle by Robin. From a black nylon rope around her neck hangs a silver instrument, bouncing on her tummy as she walks along. A small ball tassels the dark inside, waiting to be heard in a different way, happy. This whistle, a voice that could not find its exit from inside, her defender lays in waiting, from a black nylon rope around her neck, a place of honor, 
hangs a timepiece that stands still. Recognizing a day chosen to remember, in blue plastic it reads, 90 days clean. Her whistle and companion opens a door to freedom, a silence, attracts the eyes of many on any given day, place. The next poems I'm going to read uh, are from a second group of poems I published in the Bellingham Review, also online in issue 79, so you can find that easily. And these were based on a single poem, or not based on, but they had read a single poem and were kind of thinking about it by a poet named Denise Duhamel. And Denise ended up writing an introduction to this section, which was lovely. And I'll read just the first lines of the Denise Duhamel poem so you can kind of get a sense of what they were doing. I've been known to spread it on thick to shoot off my mouth, to get it off my chest, to tell him where to go, to get off, to stay put to face the music, to cut a shine, to go under, to sell myself short. So it's a poem about kind of bragging about the things that you've been known to do, but also sort of lamenting some of the things you have to do or that things that you put on yourself um, that you have to do that you don't really want to. So it's kind of both. And this is by Allison. I have been known. I have been known to be young and naive, to wipe my nose on my sleeve, to beg and plead when I should just leave, to doubt when I should believe, to say no when I mean yes, please, to walk away when I should be on my knees. But as I learn more about the birds and the bees, I find peace with the flowers and the trees. I find solace living my masterpiece, putting in some extra elbow grease, not living my life like a lease, letting some expectations cease. And these are from the women's jail, so they are by women. And I love the way the, the, the students were able to kind of walk that line and and grab that tone of both being sort of celebrating yourself but also kind of taking ownership of some things and also looking at the things that you've been known to do and even feel like you should do that are not necessarily good things. This is by Hannah. I've been known. I've been known to lash out, freak out, to hide how I feel. I've been known to use things to numb my yesterdays, to have strength but allow words to break me. I have my self-esteem in the hands of others, to put myself down instead of lifting myself up, to allow others to hurt me, to put up with everything, to take one day at a time, make today better than yesterday, to get myself off the hook. And this is another one in that I've Been Known series. Uh, the off author wanted to be known as anonymous. I love this poem for that kind of really interesting turn it takes at the end. It's, it's, uh, it's a really interesting one. I've been known to speak up and out of turn. I've been known to heal from a burn. I've discovered letting myself off the hook is how I learn. I've been known to be bold, rash, and torn. I've been known to speak up and out of turn. I've been known to heal from a burn. 
I've been known to understand many contradictions, hypothesize surreal, insane fictions. I'm going to go back to that other group of poems. And this one was based on the student being given the prompt or the idea to write a poem as a, as a letter and not necessarily to someone, um, but to anything that you want to sort of lay some truth on, I guess, I would put it that way. And a lot of our folks do deal with the issue of being undocumented in the United States at a time when it, it's really hard to be that, especially when you're dealing with things like your parents also uh, being threatened by deportation. So this is called Dear Ice by Adriana I've known of your existence from the time I was four years old. You were always told to me like a scary story, something from a dark fairy tale. But one day you came for us. You knocked on the front door and put my father in shackles. When I saw you, I knew the monsters were real. You dislocated my family for years, and I still think of you daily. One question I always have for you, how can you live with yourself? So that's a really powerful, powerful poem from within that situation of actually seeing family members go. Um, with all that comes with that, the fear, the lack of information. And it's a really relevant poem for our times, I think. So the second one is also a letter by Robert. And this one addresses the foster care system in which he grew up. And I think um, we're all aware that it's a pretty broken system in a lot of ways. And so this is called Dear System. Ever since I was born, you've been there. You were there when my biological mom would relapse and let my sister and I run around free. You were there again as I began to realize how to work on my own and take care of my mom and little sister. You were there when my biological dad went into a rage and hit someone. You were there when my mom used up her last chance. You took me and my little sister from her. You weren't there when I passed from family member to family member. You were there to give me a new family. You were the one who put both my parents in jail. You put my biological dad in prison. Now you are here again, but this time just for me. You're here putting me in JRA for the same reason my biological dad's locked up. You've brought me nothing but pain in the 14 years I've known you. You've torn apart my family time and time again, only to put me in a new one where I've done nothing but disappoint or make people angry. So system, before I finish this letter, I just want you to know I will never forgive you. We'll go back to the I've Been Known poems. And actually this is by Marcus, so we did bring this prompt, I should correct myself, to uh, the men's jail after the women used it and used it really successfully and we realized that we had something connected and yet different and so interesting with that idea of examining the things you've been known to do, whether it's due to outside pressures or your own internal pressures, that we decided we were going to put together this section. And so we did bring it to the men's jail as well. And this is from that, and it's 
by Marcus. I've been known to lie, to cheat, to steal, to hurt, to steal, to lie, to cheat, to comfort, to fly, to repeat, to feel, tooth hurt, to cry, no treat, to appeal, to part, to die, to eat, to kneel, to skirt, to try, too neat, to seal, to the dirt. Yeah, and I just think for someone who's describing a life of, you know, repetitive um, incarcerations and repetitive issues, that that repeating of the words over and over again is, is so effective. Here's another one from The Men's Jail by Patrick. And one of the cool things about the Denise Duhamel poem I've been known is that she talks about things that she shouldn't have done and things that she forced herself to do and things that other people forced her to do, but she ends in a really positive place and kind of in a self-affirming place. So this is I've Been Known by Patrick. I've been known to lie, to fib, to not tell all, to tell half-truths, I've been known to do all these things, to not hurt someone's feelings, to keep a person from getting in trouble, to make things go smoothly, to help not hurt. I've been known to give gas money away only to not have gas to get to work myself. I've been known to help people out when I was the one needing help. I've been known to love. 